Welcome to Relaunch Live Podcast. Relaunch Live Podcast. Talking all things real estate, the strategies that build it, and sharing their own life-changing growth plans. They are two of the most dynamic people in the business with one common goal. To make you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Welcome to the Relaunch Live Podcast with your hosts, Veronica Figueroa and Jeff Lobb. Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome. 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 Hey guys, how are you? Oh, good welcome to guys you. to Relaunch Live Podcast again, Jeff, another episode where we get to rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired. And today we have two of my favorite people. Jen and Jason, I always butcher your last name. Catalanado. Did I get it right? Yeah. There it is. <laughs> oh, no. You came they probably, it sounds amazing. like you came straight out of Brooklyn. Right? <laughs> they are just two people that I've actually become really good. I want to say like family, um, just two extremely successful, a husband and wife team out of Tampa, and also now crushing it in Tennessee, right? Um, yeah. and just, you know, from not only just an investment portfolio, running a large, a, a high performance team, but also, you know, now building homes and, and, and your portfolio is pretty awesome. So welcome guys, Jeff, we're in for a treat with these two. I mean, don't believe me. You'll, you could judge me afterwards, but I, I, have, so, I have so many questions. I just, it's like, you know, especially with the Tennessee stuff and all the stuff you're doing at Tampa. So you, you guys were from where? Ohio, you said, right? We're from yes. Ohio, yep. So how long have you been in the Tampa market? Eight years. Eight years, yeah. yeah eight years. years of summer. So when you guys get to Tampa, we so a lot of people listen to our show sometimes are either trying to figure out what to do with a team. Do I need a team? Do I, How do I expand the team? Or just do I fly solo, right? So okay. when you get to Tampa, were you a team when you got there? Or did you just start from like- We weren't even we weren't in the even business. In real estate, yeah. we Not even, even real estate, right? No. So, what, so how does that evolve in that quick of a time? So- um we moved down because he actually, we've owned businesses forever. Yes. He took a job for the first time ever. I think yeah. he started his business when he was 19. Um, and so we moved down here for that job. And we really took the job just for us to be able to make the move. We knew we wanted to move to Tampa. And so we got down here. And a couple months after we got here, I was, became really good friends with my real estate agent or our real estate agent that helped us. And Jason's like, I think you should do that. And I was like, oh my gosh, everybody's a realtor. Everybody's going to make money doing this. You know, yeah. I just completely blew it off, but he really encouraged me to do it. So I got my license and um, Lana, who was my, uh, our realtor, but was an incredible mentor to me, right? I wouldn't have had the success that I had if I didn't have her. Um, and we kind of partnered up together, but I'm just competitive and I got a taste of it in my first weekend. So she was... Um, a high producing agent, single agent. Yeah. She was just telling me how she's so overwhelmed and this and that. And I'm brand new. I have no sphere. I know nobody. So right. I'm like, give me a shot at your leads. Like give me one weekend to prove to you that I can help you. And I sold five houses my first weekend. Get out. No, I literally, <laughs> and the funniest thing is I went out with a client. I met her in the morning and I had a bunch of other clients. And then I had to meet that first client again later that night to do the contract. And she saw me, she goes, girl, you don't look like you did this morning. <laughs> I was a hot mess. <laughs> really? Hey, you know that meme where they say like real estate agent at 45 and we look like we're 85? It works yeah. <laughs> from looking like 
20 to looking like you're 50 because you're right. so she was like, you okay? <laughs> working with me. She's like, right. you okay? <laughs> hey, well, you know, just because I know you guys and I want to kind of give Jeff a little story is like, there's so much more to their Ohio entrepreneurship story. They're like high school sweethearts from Ohio, right? I think, I think I'm right. It's it, like, I listen, like a lot of times people say I'm always busy and all that, but I think I listen to these stories. So <laughs> can we go back to the car salesman story? Yeah. And the whole LeBron James story. Please, please, oh, please. please. <laughs> Bring it out. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Story. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So in a previous life, we owned a car dealership. And wow. one of the things that we had a challenge of was down payments, right? And this is even spilled into housing, right? Sometimes people don't have enough down payments. So I like to get creative for down payments. <laughs> so if somebody doesn't have the cash, that doesn't mean they don't have a down payment, right? They may have assets or something that would be worthwhile. So I would, I would tell people, listen, what do you have? Like, what do you have of value that I can buy from you to give you the cash <laughs> that you now have a down payment for the car, right? So... I did all kinds of things from like, this was, you know, when flat screens first came out, I did flat screens. I did motorcycles, ATVs, four wheelers, dirt bikes, all this stuff. I'm and just imagining your garage, by the way. Yeah, just I, know. It was like, I know. You what, see whatever new toy. Home, right. right. And, and I got to the point where I'm like, I don't even want cash for a down payment. I want a new toy. Right. <laughs> so, so we were in Akron, which is where LeBron James is from. And um, one of his mentors at the time this was when he was just coming out of high school, getting going into the pros. One of his mentors had all types of memorabilia, right? And he's like, listen, man, I need a car. And um, he was he was kind of like LeBron's agent at the time. And he's like, listen, I've got some shoes. I've got some jerseys, high school jerseys. I've got his McDonald's game worn jersey, autographed basketballs, all this stuff. We and, had it all. Like, yeah, so... I'm like, yeah, bring it in. Let's ch let's check it out. So I, I I got it. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. Let's work it out. We worked out a price. I ended up acquiring all this memorabilia. How and, old was uh, LeBron at the time? This was probably, LeBron would have been 21 or 22 at the so time. He was, so was he already in the NBA? Yeah, because he came straight out of high school and right. went in the NBA. Okay, right. so this was like, his rookie year was, actually his rookie year was 03. So this was probably right around that time where he was kind of, going from high school to the pros. to the pros, right? So the visionary of you of like, this guy's going to go far. Or oh, yeah. maybe, what if he makes it, you know, like bring his stuff in. I'll give you a little something, see what I can give right. you. Right, yeah. So, I mean, in all reality, we took a risk on it, right? Because, yeah, if he would have been a flop, that stuff not would have been worth pretty much nothing. And obviously it turned out okay. And and um, and his career took off and the memorabilia took off. And then from there, we've, you know, I've always had a passion for sports cards. So I went heavy into LeBron sports cards and, but and that worked out. I'm well. gonna say he does have one of the rarest LeBron James collections in the world. So yeah. much so that um, a guy from you know Marcus Limonis from The Prophet. Yeah. One of the guys from his team because he's in that world and has a what is it called like an auction house. They're invested in a uh, in a sports they memorabilia platform. They reached out to yeah. him wanting his LeBron stuff to be in their vault. Like just wait, wait, but hold on. At the moment back then, you weren't like so excited about Marcus Limon. You're like. You did what? Yeah. This just happened like six months ago. Yeah, the Lamonis, yeah. the Marcus Lamonis stuff with the Prophet, the TV show, the Prophet, and all that. That's kind of happened more recently in the past few months, where um, we've made that connection and and seeing where we can take that. But 
it, it all kind of stems back to the sports memorabilia, right? A, a deal, a deal I made 20 plus years ago now, or 20 years ago now, kind of opening doors in other opportunities. And, and, you know, we even took that into real estate. I remember. I, no, I have to tell the story. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, you need to tell me something. So um, he had a deal where it was going sideways because the lady of not having enough cash. Uh, they need, she needed more of a down payment or something. First time home buyer. Yeah. And Jason's like, you got any assets? And she's like, I have these um, funeral plots that I think are worth some money. <laughs> He buys funeral I buy. plots. I mean, they're worth money, right? So <laughs> I, I buy it. the funeral so plot. So I get this pet, like this thing in the mail, some certified mail where we got these burial plots. <laughs> You're like, is there something you need to tell me? Oh, right. like, yeah. So yeah. look at how creative you are. But going back to the LeBron thing, you did a good bet. And recently, those now LeBron collection is a vault where like celebrities send their stuff, right? You actually yeah, like, yeah. it's a real collection that's worth a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Like I've sold stuff to Gary V. Um, and, and Gary V uses the same vault that I use as well. Um, yeah. so there's a lot of big names in the in the alternative assets, right? I mean, you've got artwork, you've got sports memorabilia, cars, crypto, well, now NFTs, yeah. NFTs. Now with yeah, NFTs, I mean, so this is really kind of cool where yeah. this is going with the alternative assets that people are willing to pay big bucks for. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just thought that that was funny. And I thought Jeff should know that. Because, yeah, I would have never. You know, they're known. pretty That's awesome it. people. You know, we're going to have a lot of people come on this show that were, think they're going to talk about bore, you know, all the same real estate stuff. Well, actually, not my friends who come on this show. We talk <laughs> about how we're trading deals for sports cars and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And That's bodies crazy. and plots and stuff. <laughs> crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. No, yeah, no. Yeah, like, yeah, like, you know my last name, right? Like my last name, Pedalin. I took a golf cart in recently, right? I'm like, my kids need a golf cart. I had a renter that owed me some money and He's like, hey, I got a brand new golf cart. I'm like, well, that's because you didn't pay rent. So let's go. <laughs> I love that. That is so crazy. I'm so excited. I'm love. I love that I have creative financing friends. I know who to call when I need to make a deal happen. I'm like, dude, I'm not thinking outside the box. What do you think? Yeah. What can I get? Right. All right, yeah. Jeff, carry on. I'm sorry. I do. No, it's awesome. I just, I'm intrigued. So, you know, I just, because I didn't realize, you know, you guys, you guys do move so fast, right? You do yeah. so much. Like you got into real estate you know, you, you started and then how does it evolve into like the team and where you are now? Like, where does it so go? Honestly, it kind of just took a, on a life of its own. That's something that we're kind of working through with our coach right now, kind of getting that vision yeah. in place because, um, you know, I started, like I said, I kind of just went in with the expectation. If I did a couple of deals here and there, it'd be, you know, give me something to do, get me out in the, out and about. Yeah. And I got a little taste of it. I'm super competitive. So I went all in. Um, and like I said, I had an incredible mentor friend that was helping me. But, you know, she after she retired a year after we worked together. She's like, I'm going to the beach. Her husband retired. She was older than I was. And so all of a sudden I'm like, OK, well, now where do I go? Because I can't do this all on my own. Like, I think I we ended up selling 66 homes that first year. But I couldn't have done that without her. She was really helping me. So I would say it was almost like we were a team. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, I think I want to retire. And um, Jason got licensed. And then that's when he kind of came into the picture. So that was just the two of us. And we were doing really well. And then we were going on. Well, hold on. Let's back up because V, you're going to appreciate this on how competitive in the Zillow thing, right? So back before Zillow had their pricing, how they have it now, you used to just be able to go in and buy a zip code, right? 
And I'm like, well, shit, Jen and Lana, they have the zip code for our area, but there's one more spot left. So I'm going to buy it. And now we own the entire Entire. market, (laughs) right? And then I just started, we started branching out. So literally every lead that came in, we're racing each other to pick up the phone first. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to get that lead? Because we know it's coming to one of us. Each other. Like Like, who can outsell the other one, right? That we is are so much trash. Like, I mean, and good fun, but yeah, we yeah. are so competitive. Well, you but say I, good fun, but there is a there's that competitive nature sometimes. It might get a little yeah. like, it's like oh, yeah. oh, yeah. in the office, they would always laugh because like they're like, you guys will cut each other. Like, <laughs> you. I don't want to know what the conversations at home sound like. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> I think of the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right? Right now I'm thinking, yeah. like, you know, like, oh really? Like, oh really? Like play you know, and back then, that's when people were like, the contracts were locked in. So people were like, oh, they were flexing that they had that zip code and no one could get into that zip code. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That went away with market-based pricing. But, you know, those were the good old days, right? And yeah. that was affordable. And that's what I was like, for me, you know, I didn't have a sphere. I didn't know anybody here. I barely even knew the neighborhoods. I got lost in my own neighborhood still. <laughs> and so when I decided to do this, I was like, okay, if I'm opening a business, and I think that's owning our own business. Yeah. We always thought about it like that. I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself this much money. I'm going to set this budget. And I went in, I went all in on online leads. And mm-hmm. so I know some people hate on Zillow and they hate on that. But for me, that's what I needed to do to get started. I didn't have a sphere. I didn't have, I did get plugged in with like the kids in the community, but I wanted business now. And mm-hmm. so it was a way for me to get business now. And to be honest, a lot of those people that I met through clients have become our friends. They've become my sphere here. Yeah. They are like family. I mean, they were at your birthday party. They're here at Christmas. Well, let's talk about that, you know, because I know you guys pretty intimately and I know that, you know, you guys have shared your journey. You know, one of those, I think, Zillow leads at the time, which I'm hearing a lot of things, you know, Jeff, I'm hearing you move into a new area, you partner up with the top producing agent, that top producing agent, maybe you want to retire out of the business. I don't know if you're taking notes on all this. This is where my head is going. And then, you know, online leads can really help someone build a sphere, right? In, in a market that they don't know. There was one particular guy who called on a, what many would consider a crappy lot, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to help. And that person ended up being what to you and taught you what that now you guys are doing what with? So I, so actually it was a short sale property, right? It was a short sale property that nobody wanted. And I was like, I, I'll take this, right? It was, we got the listing. So Yeah, there. we got the listing. Yeah. So ended up, you know, Buyer came through that we had never met and um, he ends up buying the house, right? And, and, and I see that the house just sits there for months because his he told me right out of the gate, his plan was to buy it, rehab it and flip it. And months go by and I, so, and I see nothing's going on. So I reach back out to him and I'm like, hey man, I know you bought this to flip it, but nothing's going on. So where's, you know, what's the disconnect? And he's like, man, I'm super busy. At the time he owned like seven pizza franchises, a hotel, all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, hey, I got a guy that can get this ready for you. And I know I can sell it for X. Do you want me to take this over? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I do it. We flip it, makes a bunch of money. And here we end up becoming like best friends, right? So we met, it's, it's, it's interesting how you never know what one thing in your life can change everything, right? Because now he and I are like best friends and, and we own a whole bunch of properties together and looking in, into other businesses now. We went on to coach our kids' football teams together, 
hang out on the weekend, stuff like this. And His wife and I joke that we don't know how the two of them found each other because they're the same person. Like they, <laughs> wow. it's kind of scary that there's two of them in this world. <laughs> <laughs> but think about the opportunity that, that like that all came from a listing that nobody wanted that I'm like, Hey, I'm going to take this on. And then now I've met lifelong friends who then introduce you to other lifelong friends and other business opportunities. And I will say they've changed our life tremendously with just, you know, the amount of um, connections we've made through them. They've been in the area for a long time and then yeah. just their friendships um, and just all the opportunities that they've presented us with, you know, they are, you really guys said also the knowledge, right? They bought hotels. Right. They were like investors that like develop properties. And, yeah. you know, they, they didn't say that up front, but you never no. know who you're stereotyping because of their price point or what they're purchasing in their portfolio. And I want any agent that's listening to think about that. And this person, I think when we were talking about the opportunities in Puerto Rico, and I was telling you about some of the, the perks of buying hotels in Puerto Rico through the SBA. And I think you were the one who told me that through SBA, I don't forgot who it was, how they forgive the yeah. difference if the value goes down and how he's very knowledgeable of hotel renovations. And it's just amazing how one, like you just said, one relationship can change it, but you haven't earned the right to know the value of what that relationship is until you get into the relationship. Right. Yeah. And you, so, you know, this, res this, res sorry, this resonates with me so much because do you know how many times on a weekly basis, I hear from even our own clients that we try and coach about, you know, this was a crappy lead or this was a crappy property or it was just a crappy rental. Everything was like this negative spin on something. And yet they don't know the opportunity they could have met. If you had that attitude going in mm -hmm. that it was just a crappy lot or just a crappy and you were that mentality, look how different your life would have been. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So magical that one thing you just said about perception and, and the right attitude going into everything. That's, that's my nugget for today right there. You just gave it to me and wow. I appreciate that, but, but it's real life, right? We, so we miss opportunities because we're not willing to be open-minded right? and it impacts people every day. So I love that story. That's my, that's my favorite. Yeah, I love that he, he still walked cause we would sell a lot in that neighborhood and he kept seeing the house and that he cared enough about the client to be like, I know that this was his intention. Like what happened? What went wrong? Like how many people would drive past it and go, eh, that guy screwed up or maybe, you know, like just kind of come up with their own story, but he didn't, he took the time to reach back out and be like, Hey, right. what's or, happening? You know, yeah. like he cared. He genuinely cared. Because the typical agent might just be, eh, it's their problem, not mine. They're not right. doing anything with it. They just bought it. Who would think they'd resell it again? And they would just pass it by every day. Yeah. yeah. And you, you saw that opportunity to, let me check in with the person as a human being and see, hey, yeah. what's going on, man? Do you need help? It reminds me of the old saying of all your friends were strangers at one point, right? When you think about that, 20 years ago, did you know half of your friends? Probably mm -hmm. not. V, I didn't know. We didn't know V 10 years ago. That's yeah. right. Nope. That's right. That's a great. It's crazy. Yeah. How one person can totally change the trajectory of where, you know, and again, obviously I'm sure you poured value into them and I'm sure your friendship also reciprocated and, you know, um, it, it's, it's a two way street, but, um, let's shift real quick. What's up with this Tennessee now passion that you yeah. have and you got licensed out in Tennessee. What are you doing over there? You lumberjack you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, it started actually with her dad. She, uh, he went up there and bought a property and he's like, Hey, come check this out. They, they built a brand new cabin for short-term rental. It's in a, it's in a 
Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg submarket called Severeville, which is super hot. As you know, we've got an excellent partner in Jay Combs up in that market as well. And that market's exploding. Short-term rentals have really taken off since COVID. And that was one of the markets that benefited greatly. So we've now shifted. Yeah, I know. It's a secret, right? Where's the bleep button? Because No, actually, I didn't know it was one of the most highly destination visited tourism destinations in the world. Well, at least in the U.S. Yeah, yeah they had 20 million visitors in the Smokies just last year. So yeah, the, the building up there is, is going crazy. There's a lot going on. Luckily we were able to um, buy a cabin with some of our friends. You know, one of the, one of the guys we were just talking about is in on that. And then we've also, we have another one under contract right now that we're closing on. And then we bought several lots. So we're looking at developing some more up there, but yes, I also did get licensed up there because it's like, Hey, if I'm going to be spending time, right. It's either an hour and a half flight or a 10 hour drive to get from, our house here to the cabin there, if I'm going to be spending time up there, how do we monetize that? Right. And how do we capitalize on buying more investment property up there? And was that, was that, so that's a, basically an Airbnb or Verbo play out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Short-term rental. Yep. yep. So, I mean, that's, that's a huge opportunity right now. So many people are, you know, dabbling with or the thought of, and, you know, I think I've heard the number that the, the return, like if you could rent that one place out to a year round rental, I think the, the, the return is like 4X or 5X on an Airbnb or a Verbo yeah. type property. It is. It's huge. It's a huge difference up there. Um, yeah. I mean, realistically to kind of go over your, your numbers there, I think we'd probably get three grand a month. And if we did just the typical rental, um, but you know, on the short-term rental, we're going to do about 140,000 out of it. Jesus. That's fantastic. And, and do you find not, not that it's like, this is like some like business speak here, but how do you find like a management place to take care of it 10 hours away? Is that, uh, you find your own resources or. Yeah. So, um, I bought it already existing. The first one was already up and running and, yeah. um, and then we, we vetted them out, right. Just like anybody should do. And, and we own a, a management company here in Florida. So I knew the questions to ask. I, I helped guide them on some things when it came to marketing, which was great because they were super open-minded about it. Um, and I interviewed some other companies, but ultimately we stayed with the one that it was already um, under management and I had to make some changes to it and it's doing great, but that's it. You got to vet them. You got to vet the management companies, make sure that they're properly marketing guys. That's, that's one of the biggest things I see, right? Everybody thinks they're marketing these properties, right? And then go look at it from a consumer facing standpoint and you start asking some questions, right? And then the other big thing that I've adjusted is the pricing. I, I thought our pricing was super low. I raised our prices three times last year and once already this year, and we just keep renting, you know, and, and I actually got pushback from the management company. They're like, ah, I don't know. And I'm like, listen, why not try it? Right. Let's, let's scale the pricing so that six months from now it's higher. And if it doesn't rent in four months, we'll start dropping three, two, one, right? Like yep. let's scale that pricing up. And it's worked out, um, it's worked out really, well. really well for us. Yeah. 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 And we just, we never, we had never been to that area until we went to my dad's cabin. And then mm -hmm. we really, the kids had a great time. We had a great time. And we're like, this is something that we could see wanting to spend more time here. So we, you know, as, as our kids are getting older and we look at like what we want to do, I'm like, you know, I really would like to spend some time here. So if we can acquire some properties now, rent them out, maybe we don't get to use it a lot now, but then when I'm looking towards my own retirement, that's something mm -hmm. that maybe, you know, we can spend more time there. And now it's not a huge expense that I'm like worried about later on in life. 
Correct. Yeah. From the financial standpoint. And I also think it's just good for the soul, right? Like I love the mountains. I love the beaches. There's th things like that, that especially in this industry, you guys know you can get burned out super quick, right? Sometimes you got to go unplug. And, and that's, if I'm not working, I try to he use it as an He doesn't ever unplug. unplug. I don't know what <laughs> no. he's saying. It's not even possible for him. We got, we got licensed in Tennessee. So when I'm relaxing with the kids, Jesus like, I'm going to go check out this property. I'm going to go check out this lot. But, but see, that is, that is, and when it's in your blood, like I get the same feeling too. Cause I, it's hard for me to unplug. I have a place in the Adirondacks. I try and go to unplug, but yeah. I can, I had to find some magical way to get, some kind of Verizon signal so I could still get my text messages and do some things <laughs> to have a connection. But, um, but you're right. People will burn out if you don't find some balance. And yes. even if that looking at properties and driving around in a truck or to you is on, is time away, that's time yeah. away. Cause right. it's exactly. fun for you, not stress. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good point. Cause I watched too many people burn out and not bounce back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens, I think, to a lot of high performers. Right. I mean, we, we've seen it in all kinds of industries, but especially in our industry where you're you're on you're basically on call 24 seven. Right. Between staff, team members, clients, things like that. I mean, I was literally I was getting text messages from six at six thirty this morning from a client that wants to go see beach properties, you know. Yeah. Yep. I have uh, I've told many people publicly over my speaking time that I've burnt out. Uh, in my career, real estate career, I crashed and burned hard once, hard, mm -hmm. um, and uh, once uh, kind of a close call. But um, to me, that that burnout for me, and I tell people all the time, like people don't like to operate from fear. Fear is usually not a good thing. But in my world, fear is my motivator. Um, because in my mind, because I had that burnout and crashed and burned, in my head all the time is I say, I never, ever, ever want to be there again. I never want to be back in yeah. that space again. So that drives me every day from a fear mentality, but it, it turns it into a positive energy. So if you're right. listening and you, you know, you're right. If you don't find balance, we could run this business 24 seven and never stop. Mm -hmm. It doesn't end. And so, I think going to your point with that, like, and it's funny, you bring up going back to the team thing. Um, I just had this talk with John, our coach on Tuesday, because I, I'm kind of having a little bit, not like, um, just kind of feeling a little overwhelmed. I'm not going to lie. Like there's, we have a lot going on and, you know, we've got three kids and we've had some personal things happen this year. And I'm just like, you know, I'm feeling this, like he called me on Tuesday for our call and he's like, what we got going on? I'm like, honestly, I, I, I don't know. Like I'm a shit show right now. Like, I don't know if I'm coming or going or what's happening. And he, you know, we were, we kind of, he took me back and you know, we, we were talking through some of that, but going back to the team, I, you know, our team kind of just evolved, right? We didn't have this plan and not saying that you have to like overly plan, but again, our solution at the time when we were feeling burnout because we were hitting capacity was let's start a team. And I think so many people think that that's the natural progression. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really explore my options. We just, out of desperation, we were going on a cruise and we're like, oh crap, it's only the two of us. We're going to have no access to our phones. What do we do? There's this new kid sitting in the office every day. He was a new agent. He's sitting there on the phones working every day. And we're like, let's ask him to cover all of our business for us. I mean, that's how like we... We were just winging it. Yeah. And I remember our broker at the time, Kendall, was like, he's brand new. And I'm like, well, it can't be worse than nobody answering the phone. So let's <laughs> yeah. That's a really good way of looking at it. That's a you really know? And so we're like, whatever. Like, we'll just cover it. And we came back and I'm like, what do you think? And he was like, he had this like look on his face. Like, but he loved it. And he was like, yeah. that was nuts. He's like, I'm not going to lie. There were times I was drinking at night because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Well, I want to do this. I want to do this. Right. You were new at one point. 
You sold right. five houses in one and somebody day. Somebody gave me a shot kind of the same way. Like, exactly. And, yeah. and and Jason just said it. At one point, all your current friends were strangers. You know, we were all new at one time. Right. So you got to start somewhere. I, I throw them into the, I'm like, just go, you got this. You know, <laughs> people say to me, like, how did you, how did you get out of production? And, you know, like, how did you trust someone with your business? I was like, we all had to start somewhere. Right. You know, we all had to learn at some point. So I, I love that you pour into people. But yeah, so he ended up kind of asking us to be a team. He was like, I want to work with you guys. And we're yeah. like, cool, we, let's do this. But again, we, it was no plan. It kind of stumbled into our laps. And so I think that that's kind of been our biggest challenge is like realizing that, you know, we, we needed more admin and things like that before we started bringing people. Yeah. We just kind of just did it the whole every way backwards that you could possibly do. So now we're like, okay, let's fix this. So we're starting to build it the right way. But you know, there's a lot of pressure that comes from being a team leader. I'm sure you understand, Veronica, like, it's, you know, I, we take it very serious when somebody trust us with their future with their career. Yeah. And I and I wear I take on a lot of that weight of that. And so I'm, I'm trying to learn to um, you you made this young man though, feel very validated, feel very meaningful in the business, feel what it feels like to start to have success. So this probably, although sticker shock to that weekend, probably for him, you, you gave him a taste of what it really is that he could not find on his own just yet. Yeah. So you probably empowered him in a really big way, very quickly, <laughs> very quickly. I have a question. I have two questions actually. Uh, I'll shoot rapid fire because I know we have a timeline and Jeff, like Jeff is the one that keeps us in check here. <laughs> Number one is how different is selling real estate in Tennessee than Florida? Is there a difference? Is it like you feel like you're going into some, like when I go to Puerto Rico, I feel like I'm going into a time capsule, but that's my safe space. And eventually I want to get licensed there. Like, yeah. is there a difference, a uh, different vibe? Or it is, I will say it's a slower pace, right? Okay. Like everything in Tennessee is a little bit of a slower pace. The the market though is still hot. So we run into the same challenges. We had run in the same challenges of multiple offers, lack of inventory. Probably the biggest difference is in our area of suburb, you know, we're in a suburb of Tampa, everything's a master plan community, right? So I can go to a neighborhood and if there's five houses for sale, I can get to all five houses in five minutes. When you're talking about going from mountain to mountain to mountain, it yeah. may be an hour drive between to get to that next house, but it's really only like 10 miles away or five uh -huh. miles away. Right. But so the terrain makes it a little more time consuming, but the market supply and demand demand issues are very similar. Yeah. You had said something to me about like, and over there, it's kind of like that small town funding, like the banks over there know the builder, everybody knows oh, yeah. each other kind of style. So maybe not as much as the big box broker type of deals more it's right. like go down to the local bank and they know the builder and they i don't know it's very connected very right? connected all the agents are very connected and and i learned that right out of the gate and honestly a lot of the stuff that we bought off market even the one i've got pending right now off market right wow. it's it's more who you know up there than anything else but mm. I, i'm seeing that happen in our market though too you yeah. know, with inventory issues, a lot mm -hmm. of deals, we're seeing a lot of our like off market deals happen, right? We have, you know, I think going back to having a good reputation in the area yeah. and who you want to work with, you know, I'll have people message me, hey girl, I'm getting this listing or you have yeah. anything like this coming up. And so there's a lot of communication between agents happening. Mm -hmm. 
behind yeah. the scenes. Nahar doesn't want us to do that. <laughs> Sorry, not happening. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. One last question, at least from my end, um, and I could I could talk to them for hours because they're just yeah, so full of life. Is uh, I think you guys are our first husband and wife couple coming on the show. How challenging is it to work together with your spouse? I mean, for her, it's got to be super easy, right? <laughs> she tells me how perfect he is and how happy I am to be married to him every day. I get that pep talk. Um, I will say the thing is, is we are, we've worked together for a very long time. Yeah. So he opened his first business in 19 at like 22. We started working together, 22, mm -hmm. 23. So we've kind of learned that we have different strengths. And um, so we kind of approach things very differently. Like he loves the investor side of things. He loves the property management side of things. I have no desire to do that. I love the warm and fuzzy with the team and the people and my clients. So we kind of stay in our own lanes. Um, and I used to always hate when people say that because, you know, we've, but I should say we've learned to respect each other's differences because he's yeah. definitely a visionary and I'm an integrator type personality. So he used to call me his dream killer all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he has all these ideas and I would like want to have a, like part example, I had a lunch with him and James, not to go completely squirrel here, but you know, James Adams. And yep. it was literally about what we were going to be doing for like our next team meeting. And these two, by the time we, I never even got the details on the team meeting, they were talking about having a coaching company later. <laughs> how we, went from, we went from NFTs to sports cards to right. coaching. Like, it was just I crazy. I can't, like, I'm like the one running. Dream big, those big beehives. Dream killer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> dream killer. killer. But we but need I those dream killers in our lives to bring us back to reality, right? They're like, yes. yes. Can we finish this project over here? Yeah. Right. In, in Rocket Fuel, that book, we listened to it on Audible. Rocket Fuel, I think, helped me realize I got to stop building the plane as I fly it. And sometimes it's probably better to build it ahead of time and then go fly it, which is ultimately what Jen's trying to do, right? She's trying to like, hey, it's a lot easier when you plan out things in a business and you do it the right way than you just run in your play and catch up every day. Well, it's not even so much just run and play catch up. It's like, you'll get this idea. And then like a week later, realize you really didn't want to do that. It was just kind of fun. I wanted to do it that week. <laughs> it was a fun idea while it was an idea that <laughs> imagining, right? But right. then you're like, oh, I got to put legs on this. And I have to think about this. And this yeah. might not be a good idea. Eric says that to me. He says, you know, um, and Eric is my 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 integrator, my CEO. You guys have met him. Very, very smart person. He's actually he was on the show, right, Jeff? Right? Yeah. He was on, on the show. He says, you know, it's physically impossible to fly a plane while you're building it. And I'm like, guess who? And like, <laughs> right. you know, it's like scientifically proven, Veronica. And I'm like, <laughs> like, you know, so it, it is really good to have someone that brings you back to reality. But we need the visionaries in our world, right? Because we are not afraid to reimagine. And that's what this show's about, right? right. Rethinking, reimagining. And, and, um, but we need the integrators in our world. And I'm glad you brought up the book Rocket Fuel because you, if you are looking to build your business and take it to the next level, like I built a real estate business on straight grit and heart for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't move it to the next level because it was lacking certain pillars of the business that would no longer allow it to grow mm -hmm. until I actually started putting legs on where it actually needed like. <laughs> foundational support like you know again systems you know measurement and i was like wait we got to do all that boring stuff yes and then once we did that my business took off to a completely different level and a lot of you guys have witnessed that growth yeah. 
Um, and I and think that the, what happened? I got an integrator, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think the beautiful thing about that is it made us stop, start to see our differences, not as our differences, but as each other's superpowers. Mm -hmm. Now I've learned to embrace his ideas. And he, you know, when I say, wait, 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 he doesn't see it as I'm killing his dreams. He's like, oh, okay, we need to sit here and evaluate this because this is messing up something that she already has in place. So right. as for husband and wife teams, I definitely think, I mean, anybody's looking to build a team, I think you should read that book, but especially for husband and wife teams, because it's helped us, you know, keep those little things in compartments and not have it spill in because he got two Italians. When we spill into each other's world, <laughs> the whole world's going to find out about it. So it helped us a lot. Yeah. So I think to to wrap this into a bow with this, because I Jason, I'm like you. I am the I am the, the keep running. Um, a yin and a yang in the business, and even if it's not your spouse, is super important because if you miss one of them, and here's I have a, I have a yang in my life too. My wife is my I'm the yang. She's same thing. She's the executor. I'm the the visionary. Like let's keep running. But yeah. if you miss one of those components, either the visionary just flies off the chart with no execution, yeah. or the one who's not visionary just kind of stays static and always executing, but never growing. So I think it's such a perfect match. And I think in this world, even if you're a solopreneur, you find that other partner that is the other piece that you're missing yeah. if you don't have it because it's powerful together. Yeah. You're right. It really is powerful together. You don't see it sometimes that way at the dinner table. Trust me. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> but um, guys, I will say I this 100%, not because you guys are on the show, has been one of my funnest episodes so far and everyone else has been amazing too but like you guys have definitely brought a lot of humor a lot of fun a lot of color to this show today jeff i don't know about you but how awesome have they been i look forward to getting to tampa and having a beer and hanging out with you guys yeah, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> or the smoke mountains right That's I right. Yeah, yeah. For sure. i'm a country yeah. boy at heart too so i may be tapping you into that a little bit too so we'll see how that yeah. goes <laughs> Um, hey, that's thank you for having us, guys. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We're gonna I have know. the amazing guest, and a lot of them who are friends and others who are gonna be who are strangers today and will become friends as Jason just kind of left us with that uh inspiration. But relaunch live podcast. Thanks for tuning in. A place where you can rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired. Thank you, Jen and Jason, and again to my amazing co-host Jeff Lobb. This thank has you, been one you. of my favorites. We'll see you guys next time on Thanks. Relaunch Live. Bye. See you guys. You've been listening to the Relaunch Live podcast, helping you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Find the show on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. See you next time.